1: This is your Morning Buzzcast for Monday, July 19th. I'm Abe Madcore. The Tokyo Games open Friday, and there is certainly a tense undercurrent leading up to the Games. This story is breaking as I record this, and there is the unfortunate news on a U.S. gymnast testing positive, Coco Goff testing positive, and withdrawing from the Olympics. There are nearly 60 confirmed COVID cases now linked to the summer games, and there are a number of stories leading into these games asking, should these games even be taking place? I think that is the storyline you're going to hear right up until the opening ceremonies on Friday. In addition, the New York Times Sunday cover story asked if the Olympics still even matter in today's day and age. Meanwhile, SBJ Olympic reporter Chris Smith landed in Tokyo over the weekend, a challenging trip for him, and he will detail this in his daily dispatches, which begin today from Tokyo. So we'll have Olympic news all week on the Buzzcast, leading to Friday's opening ceremony. A very difficult weekend for baseball. A frightening situation in Washington, D.C. at Nationals Park as the well-documented shooting outside that ballpark suspended Saturday night's game and left fans scrambling for cover. Fans did return as the game was restarted on Sunday afternoon as nearly 28,000 fans came back to the ballpark. And it wouldn't be surprising if they felt a little uneasy in returning to the ballpark park on sunday that type of violent shooting is the biggest fear of so many leaders in sports and so many sports business executives that i have spoken to Over the years. Meanwhile, in other baseball news, the fan who hit Red Sox left fielder Alex Verdugo with a baseball thrown from the Yankee Stadium stands on Saturday night has been banned for life from attending Major League games. That's according to Major League Baseball. Let's shift to some other news on the Buzzcast. Paul Feinbaum is staying at ESPN. He has reached a three year extension that will keep him at ESPN. Through 2024, Feinbaum, the well-known host of his own show on the SEC network and a very important college sports analyst across much of ESPN's programming, has been at ESPN since 2013. He will continue in his current roles. He'll continue to have a prominent position on SEC Nation while also contributing to ESPN's other college football shows. His popular radio call-in show... That runs from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time and simulcast on SEC Network will continue to be based at ESPN's production facilities in Charlotte. Feinbaum's contract extension comes on the eve of SEC kickoff in Birmingham while he'll be broadcasting the season preview event. Feinbaum turned 66 years old next week and he is represented by ICM Partners. Ted Shervin, so Paul Feinbaum, staying at ESPN through 2024. If you watched Game 5 of the NBA Finals on Saturday night, you may have seen a new name on the Suns Arena in Phoenix as the team announced a naming rights deal late Friday with plant-based engineering company Footprint. And they announced that deal before Saturday's Game 5. Terms of the deal were not disclosed, but the team was reportedly seeking a minimum 10-year deal worth $9 million a year. The venue will be called the Footprint Center. Innovative Partnerships Group represented the sons in the deal. Footprint develops and manufactures biodegradable and recyclable technologies. They employ more than 1,200 people. They are based in the Arizona market. If you think about this arena, it has had a number of names. Most recently, it's been called the Phoenix Suns Arena. It's undergoing a $230 million renovation, which will be completed before the start of next season. In speaking about the deal, Suns owner Robert Sarver said the team started with a list of around 50 companies that they narrowed down to about 12 during a nine-month process. Sarver said they also looked very closely at local companies, and he said they tried to target any local companies where a naming rights deal would make sense, and that's where Footprint's name first came up. So the Footprint Center is the new name for the Phoenix Suns, downtown arena let's shift to some news around name image and likeness because if you go to our website today and in our daily edition you'll see a number of very innovative name image and likeness deals that were announced over the weekend none more interesting than the one at the university of michigan where fans will now be able to wear a jersey with the name of their favorite player the university of michigan's official retail store that's called the mden is partnering with the wolverines football players to create Create custom jerseys to sell with the player's name and number on the back. If you're a fan, you'll have to go to the website and customize the jersey. You will not be able to just walk into the store and buy it, but the deal will pay each player the same amount per jersey sold and will pay each player quarterly. Now this deal is believed to be the first deal of its kind in making a deal with an entire team around customized jerseys. Again, a number of deals announced this week. They'll all be in our daily edition today or go to our website to learn more. Let's shift to news around the Toronto Blue Jays because finally, they will be going home back to Toronto. The team received an exemption from the federal government on Friday, and they will be able to return to the Rogers Center. The team's first homestand is set for July 30th. They haven't hosted a game at the Rogers Center since September 27th of 2019. Yes, all last year they were in Buffalo. All this year they were either in Florida or Buffalo, the Blue Jays have yet to announce plans for tickets at the Rogers Center when they return home, but guidelines state that the capacity cannot exceed. Fifteen thousand fans, but certainly the Blue Jays and Mark Shapiro certainly happy to welcome any fans at the Rogers Center. So the team's two season run in Buffalo will end on Wednesday night. Speaking of ending, the Camping World SRX series finale was Saturday night. They ended their first season in Nashville. They drew a crowd of around fourteen thousand at the Nashville Fairground Speedway. It was the track's biggest audience in twenty. 20- Five years. And for SRX Series officials, they feel pretty good about their Six Ray Series. Series co-founder Ray Everham said he felt they have done a good thing for the short tracks across America and they brought an economic boost to some small towns that needed a little bit of economic lift in rural america now cbs aired the six race series on saturday nights and if you watched i watched a few of the broadcasts the broadcasts were informative they had interesting camera angles and some unique elements around storytelling they averaged just over a million viewers both srx officials and cbs said they are committed to next year but we'll have more of this story over this coming week but the srx series ending its opening season on saturday night in nashville a couple of things as we end the buzzcast comcast spectacore today on monday will resume its 300 million dollar renovation of the wells fargo center this is a project that has been ongoing and then it stalled for more than a year because of COVID. the renovation began in 2016 and it's still a hundred million dollars away from completion it really won't be completed until next summer but when they do finish this facility, the Wells Fargo Center will look drastically different. Comcast Spectacor is paying for the renovation on its own. There's no public funding earmarked toward this $300 million renovation of the Wells Fargo Center. And we talked about the reviews for Space Jam, A New Legacy, on Friday. Well, forget about the reviews. The film did very well at the box office, bringing in nearly $32 million in North America, far better than expected. The film was targeted to bring in just over $20 million, but no, more people went to the theater than expected. A sizable number of families and millennials were the ticket buyers for Space Jam, a new legacy. And interestingly, audiences don't care what the critics say because the audience review for the film, gave it an A-, which means that there could be very, very strong word of mouth about Space Jam, a new legacy. So LeBron James's efforts around the sequel to Space Jam certainly paying off with strong results at the box office. And let's end around Colin Morikawa. Wow, what a story. Winning the British Open on his first attempt. The 24-year-old now has two major championships in golf and the University of California Berkeley graduate with a business degree, he is likely to become one of the most marketable players in golf. What a story he is for golf. What a game he brings and what a game he brought to Royal St. George. And again, adding to the number of young, marketable players that the game of golf is surely benefiting from right now. So congratulations for winning the British Open to Colin Morikawa. So that is your Morning Buzzcast for Monday, July 19th. i made Abe Madcore. Again, we will keep you posted on all the news around the Olympic Games all day on our website. So check out sportsbusinessjournal.com for the latest news. I will speak to you tomorrow. Have a great start to your week.
0: Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros.